Live from Leavenworth. No, not the prison. He's in Facebook prison, though. Apparently, NFR means not Facebook ready. He'll hit you with both barrels. Actually, he'll hit you with all three. He's fast as fuck. He's Blaine McDougal. I was in Arizona and I'm sick, so I just fell asleep the one night, but I went back and I still watched all the rounds and these girls, oh my gosh, they gave us a friggin' show. It was so good to watch. I mean, it was just good watching every night. I mean, there was never a weak round I thought, you know, and just phenomenal horsepower. Oh, absolutely. So let's go, we're gonna go guys, instead of like where they started, we're gonna go with where the girls ended up after the finals. So we're gonna start with Tracy Nolan. Um, she came into the finals in 12th position and in 15th. She placed fifth in round one and in round two she split fourth fifth. Um, she ended up with some major injuries. She had three ruptured discs in her neck and rotator and bicep tears. Um, kudos to her for still getting on and riding Dolly Joe. Uh, I still, I love the the two of them so much, and I hope to see them back. Yeah, started off really hard. She was my dark horse pick, you know, mm -hmm. along with Kylie Weiss. And when, you know, the first two rounds or whatever, she went in there and she placed, and I was like, heck yeah, she's doing exactly what I thought. But then, you know, things happened. She ended up having injury to herself, and that's just the way it, you know, works. And I feel terrible for her. Dolly Joe is still a phenomenal horse. But Tracy just tried with all of her might to ride with. I can't even imagine the pain that she was going through. So props to her for still getting on. I am still a little mad, though, that the Justin Sports Medicine team on the TV every night, like her name wasn't on there along with the Cowboys. I felt like it was a little disrespectful because viewers didn't know that she was riding with an injury just like our Cowboys. So. They pissed me off because they don't. they're not mentioning barrel racing. I mean, so I don't see as much as what you guys are seeing because we have to download and get a live feed. So we don't always see everything that you guys get to see on TV down there. But barrel racing just doesn't get talked about as much. And, you know, people, oh, it's just barrel racing. But we have a huge amount of people that watch barrel racing that are barrel racers. The barrel racing is still a fast-growing sport. Even when times are tough, barrel racers are still out there spending their money and supporting each other and supporting, watching the NFR. So that that's a piss-off. It is, and I feel like our sport is I feel like it's the highlight of the NFR. You know, I could really give a crap less about it all. I'm there to watch the barrels and I even have heard people that go to the NFR say after the barrel race it sometimes clears out. Yes. So I mean I think that it's stupid that it's not highlighted more and I think it's terrible that we don't have some you know, I'm not saying it should be near by any means but should be out there and, you know, promoting it and talking instead of Joe Beaver, which Joe does a great job. Uh -huh. But we, there are plenty of world champions and girls that have been there who should be able to talk about our sport. Absolutely. They, Donnie Gay wasn't there this year in the bull riding. They brought in J.W. Harris, so why couldn't we yeah. get someone to come in on the barrel racing? I really enjoy listening to Steve Kenyon, his show, yeah. and him and Jolie. I think they do a really good job, plus they're like bang on time with why, everything. And why not Jolie? Exactly. Jolie is a great representative of the sport. Yes. And she's just a fantastic human being, and she can talk through it. Yeah, she's great. I think that we should start writing in and telling them 
we want her down there. I totally agree. All right, so next up, Kelly Bruner. She came in number 11, and she ended up 14th. She ran Susie, Pinky, and Hollywood. Susie ran up the wall in round one, two, and I think it was eight. She placed in round four. She was fourth, and in round five, she split second and third. Let's talk about Pinky and Hollywood. Uh, Pinky and Hollywood, super nice. Pinky's my Frenchman's fabulous, and Hollywood was my Frenchman's guy, and the buckskin, which would be the Hollywood one. He was only five years old and placed her really high in the goes. So those horses were really fun to watch. I know it sucks that Susie got her there and he didn't have the greatest performance, but I talked on one of my lives how he, he does better in a bigger pin because he can get rolling to that first girl and find it. Uh-huh. And the Thomas and Mac is just so confined and there's so much energy. It just was not his setup. You know, I saw some people like, is that horse ruined? You know, what's going on? Will she ever be able to run him again? I guarantee you that horse will probably go win somewhere again because that's not the first time he's done that. Uh-huh. And it was just a setup. It, it, it just was not working. I'm really shocked when she got back on him in the eighth round. Yeah. He did seem more kind of hooked to the first. And I'm sure her practice, maybe she practiced him and he did do good. Yep. And so she felt like she was like, okay, it's good now. But that horse is fine. He'll go on to win again. Oh, um, yeah. But I really enjoyed watching her buckskin. That was a really nice horse. Absolutely it was. Next up, we've got Miss Tammy Fisher. She came in in 10th position, and she ended up 13th. She did not have the best finals. I think she just placed in one round. Round 8, she was 5th, I think. And then in the average race, yeah. she won about $22,000. So that kind of helped her bump up a couple spots man like tammy more than anything not just her like i don't want to talk about necessarily her, her having a bad finals or anything i just love her attitude her camaraderie her sportsmanship leading tacy down the down the alleyway help did she not help kylie last night too she did help kylie yeah like, that uh, is so yeah. huge. Yeah, you know what? Great. I get really excited usually. Like, if I go to a rodeo and I watch, like, the steer wrestlers are all cheering for each other. They're all getting on each other's horses and hazing and, yeah. and all that. I appreciate that. And then sometimes, you know, you go to a jackpot and everyone's all buddies and then everyone's kind of like it's go time don't talk to me girl but then they're at the freaking nfr and there's tammy not even on her horse and she's helping girls down the alley like that that is so and big only like three places but only like three horses behind them yes. to run too. Yes. To get on. Yeah. Oh my God, I just love yeah. that so much. You know, that takes me back to another, I, I can recall the 2006, it was the first year Lindsay Sears made the NFR, uh-huh. and she was running that brown, I think his name was DJ Nick Bars, he was a brown horse, okay. and she like, she hit barrels like every go, like every, it was a mess, and she ran Martha like two goes and hit barrels two, or uh-huh. one round was long, and then like the eighth go, I think it was Canada night. She made a clean run and she won second, but when she ran out back, like, all the girls were, like, yelling for her and, like, you know, clapping their hands. So, I mean, I think there's a lot more sportsmanship out there yes. in the girl racing yes. than we know or see. But I can recall seeing that, like, in the back. You could see the girls, like, yeah, like, happy for her. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Um, so I love that's it. that's nice to see. Yes. It's really nice to see. So much. Tammy, you know, I, I had her pick to, you know, be her the and like I said, I thought she'd only hit one if she got it leaving, and that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. And so that thought that she got it. But she still ended up fifth in the average. Yeah. Still a nice catch. 
I get that mare just loves big outdoor pins. Like she was clocking. Oh yeah. She was just one or two. She was just one or two holes out. It was just that tough. God yeah. So she just didn't have that extra tenth in her, and just and that mare, you know, she never ran. I mean, she's ran in indoor buildings, but there's nothing like the NFR with those yellow walls, and she just no. really didn't fire hard. But still a great. I mean, it was still a good finals for Cam. And I absolutely love that horse. All these horses are so nice. Oh, yeah, and her mane. Uh, this was a big fall. So in 12th position in the final standings, we have Brittany P- Posey, Tanazi, who started in third but dropped down to 12th. She placed in round four, she was fifth. Round five, she was fifth. And round eight, she uh, split six with someone. She rode four horses at the finals, and all of them were total badasses. Did she place in any? Nope, she didn't get any average money. So yeah, what do you what do you want to talk about, Posey? I was thinking that you know this would be her week, but you know sometimes I mean she'll be the first to tell you that sometimes you go to the finals and it's your week, and others it's real bad, or sometimes it's just okay. And she left with like twenty some thousand, I think, or close to thirty. It wasn't that bad when you I mean look at look at America you know look at America Canada a lot of people only make 20 to 25 30,000 a year she had a good finals you know and not great though like she just okay but you know she ran Duke the first night I thought he looked super good but when he came to the first barrel ground was really hard the first night and when he came in there he kind of hit that ground and he safetyed up. And he still clocked. I think she would have played the second round, but she just barely got the first. No, what I'm about to say, she already knows this. I'm just saying this for viewers is I feel that she, well, actually, she probably lives with no regrets, but this is me being a critic. I feel that she picked the wrong horse on the wrong night. And just because the ground, like, Duke maybe should have been when it was worked up a little bit more. Younger yeah. horse should have been when it was a little harder. Yeah. Duke's smart, and he's not going to fire after he runs on that hard. But it was still so cool to see him run for three nights. And then she got on Babe on the chase. She placed, and that, that mare, her husband Garrett, had been roping on. So that I think she felt really fulfilled to get on that horse that she trained and had Garrett rope on and stuff and go out there and play. She got off of her and got on Katniss, who I talked about in the other podcast. First night she ran her. That mare let her out to dry on the second barrel. But, you know, running into that yellow wall for a five-year-old, just like nothing she's ever experienced. Yeah. Next night, but goes out there and freaking, I mean, rides the hair. Mm-hmm. Off of that mirror on the second. You girl. sent me those two pictures. And, yes, and I mean, hung her out to dry, but Brittany's a jock and um, ends up placing. And for those that don't know, Babe on the Chase, I'm getting all my damn names confused because <laughs> they're all out of the same mare. And I'm a super fly guy who's here in a couple years ago. So that's really cool for her, too. And someone brought it up on Brittany's post that they thought Katniss ran a lot like Stitch. Uh-huh. And I had never thought of it, but she does remind me of a more smoother Stitch. Uh-huh. Um, but her mom is by streak and sick, and Stitch was by streak and sick. So that's that's neat for Brittany. That is neat. Um, and then she ran, yeah, she ran Steely in the ninth go. I don't really know the last time. The last time I even saw Brittany run Steely, I'm sure she's ran her at some jackpots, but it was let up, it was up at Nampa, Idaho. So she did, she looked good. She still ran the 13, but she was just off pace a little bit. Isn't that crazy but, now? Like. Talk- they can be running 13s, yeah. and they're not placing. <laughs> I know, but, you know, it, I mean, but still, like, to take four horses oh. and to be able to play with any of them, I mean, that's just, that just speaks volumes of Brittany Posey Tanazi and how phenomenal her breeding program is coming along. Yep. I mean, she has nothing to hang her head about, and I know she's not, but, I mean, she did give it her all, but I was thinking come, come these seventh, eighth, ninth rounds that 
she would be, you know, fighting for like the reserve world title or something. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, not the case. Can you believe that she's never made the American? Like, that what? blows my mind. Oh, I didn't even no, think never that. Made it. Nope. And then, because the, this year I was like, oh, she got it. She going in third. She'll be in the top ten. And then she falls. And I was just like, crap. I'm like, can we get this girl to ACSU Stadium? Did she enter any of the qualifiers? I think Steely already won one. Okay. So she'll run, in, you know, in the long go and everything. But she's never actually made it to the big shebang. When was the last time she was um, at the NFR? Last year. And then she, she finished 11th last year, I think, so she was one out. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. then before that, the last NFR she was at, the American wasn't even a thing. Right, exactly. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another big fall that we saw, Lisa Lockhart, she came in fourth position and she ended up 11th. She cracked out with Rosa. And I really enjoy that horse. I think she's such a badass. A girlfriend of mine, two girlfriends of mine, they uh, brought up a stud from the States who is out of Rosa and by Dash to Fame. His name's Jaguar and he looks really nice. So that's really exciting. She won round two on Rosa and then she also placed round nine, fourth, she was fourth position. Of course we got to see Louie and the whole building lit up. Maybe some tears were shed. I don't know, I'm not gonna, it wasn't me. <laughs> what do you wanna talk about Lisa? Lisa cracking out on Rosa, there was a lot of controversy I felt like and what she was doing and I was only supportive of that decision because I'm trying to go win the world. Yes, Louie's nice, but Rosa is so fast. The field yes. of horses is so fast. I need the one that can win me the go round. Exactly. So I think what threw I think what threw people off was it was such a different tactic than Lisa has ever taken. Uh -huh. But you know, she got a round win. Not a bad NFR. She yeah. placed the ninth go on Rosa again. But then I think she's one out on Louie. I don't think she ever won a check on Louie. No, but um, she was one out. I don't remember but, which yeah. round. But just seeing him was amazing. And I'm gonna tell you, I, I talked to several people that were there and they said it was unbelievable how loud it was and just like when they when his song came I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I know, when his song came on, everyone knew it was him. I mean, everyone just freaking <laughs> erupted. And it's just, it's amazing to think how awesome that horse is and how, you know, lucky we are to see an animal like that. Absolutely. I think people, when they think Lisa, now all they think about is Louie. And so when they don't see Louie coming out first, they kind of get weird about it. But Rosa yeah. is, has proven herself. Like, that horse is unreal. So... Get over it, people. Like, we're going to see Louie sometimes, but we're going to see more Rosa, and she's unreal. Get well, over it. And, like, if Lisa, you know, if Lisa makes it back next year, nine times out of ten, it's probably going to be more Rosa, you know? Uh -huh. Rosa this next year is going to have to pull her own weight. And I think I think this NFR was a test run for her, you know, to see what Lisa needed to do for her homework and when she went home. And she knows what she needs to do, and she'll get that nurse moved out. Oh, absolutely. Finishing... In 10th position, dropping down from 7th is Kylie Wiest running the fastest time on the baddest cat. Oh my freaking god. Hell on the red. That horse was so freaking cool. She placed in round 1, she was 6th. Round 2, she was 3rd. In round, well, in round 3, she was 5th. Round 7, she split 4th, 5th. She didn't get any average money. Talk about Wiest the Beast. Wiest the Beast. That was the best thing. I can't remember who said it. But I was like, that is going to be her hashtag because she is a beast. Um, and I said on the first podcast, I said, this girl and Haley Kinsel will run, like, they will run the fastest times of the rodeo. Yes. I was, getting a, I was getting a little nervous 
Um, but last night we pulled it off. And, and I even, I think after the third round, I got cocky. And, well, not really cocky, things just happened. I went live and I said, I'm making a bold prediction. I'm like, I think Kylie Weiss can win the world. And I think that night, the fourth, it would be round four, is when Reddy stood on her hind leg, and I still don't know how she didn't slip over. (laughs) If any other jockey would have been on that mare, she would have come on over. But Kylie, I mean, and she just went on with it, and she she didn't hit a barrel that night. You know, but I think that's kind of the pit. You know, that mare's young. This is, you know, she's six. This is only her first full year of rodeo. It's very stressful down there. Oh, God, um, yeah. So when that happened, I think it kind of shook Kylie, and she got off of her. She got on Michelle Darling's mare, Martini, because mm-hmm. that mare's been winning. That didn't go as good as she had hoped. She got on her because, you know, she wanted to ride a winner. And, yeah. you know, when you're in Vegas, you want to ride a winner. Absolutely. So she ran her, got two barrels, not a great run. I was super shocked. I thought that would do a lot better. But it is what it is. And then the next night, we got to see Wolfie, who uh-huh. I love. Uh-huh. And he, I mean, he, was, he, he ran super hard. She dropped her reins going to the second barrel, still pulled it off. No money. But it's a, it was a confidence run. Yes. And um, she, worked, she worked ready. I don't know what it's called, but they put this device over her head and it ran across her nose and connected through her pole. And I don't know if it was a pulley system okay. or not. And Kelly Bruner's husband was helping her in, and they would run a lead rope through that just yeah. to keep her on the ground. And, yep. and um, Kylie wouldn't get on until Casey came running down the alley. Yep. And it started to – but she, she kind of got barrels up. Just her timing was off. But then last night, that's what I was expecting oh. at round five. Last, oh. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there was just a hiccup, you know, in the process. But last night was what I was expecting all week. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That mare is, like, she wants to work. She wants it so bad. I can't remember what round it was. And she took down, I think, second. And the barrel kind of got in her way. And her ears are pinned. And she kind of shakes her head at yeah. it. Like, get out of my way. I got to run. And last night, oh, my God, those barrels are what I dream of. Like, just inhaled them see? in and out. Just, I was, oh. Yeah, I was watching the live like a live video actually at the arena and when she turned the first <laughs> i said go on yes. she turned the first, and then when she turned the second because i think the second barrel was faster than the first mm-hmm. i said i said look out arena record but you know the ground and even Haley kinsel mentioned this in her championship interview she said the ground was a lot deeper than last year so she runs a three seven, but they say the ground's a little deeper. I mean that, and I someone commented on my post and they said, "I don't care if that wasn't the record. That was the prettiest run I've ever oh seen." Oh my god, it was time. so perfect! Oh, I loved it. It was, and I'm gonna be a dick, I guess. I don't really believe in the record out yep. because you have so many variables. Yes. You're moving in and out, you know, and in PRCA, it's different than a barrel race. Like, they're not setting it, like, on a stake, yeah. like, to the outside. They set it on top of it. Well, that's what so we do in Canada. That's what we do in Canada. Just yeah. letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but, you know, it's like, riddle me how that's going to be the same every time. Exactly. So I think that Kylie should just put that in her hat that she had the fastest run of the week. Absolutely. Move on, and she should be super proud of that. And it was... Stunning. I could watch that run over and oh. over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so good. All right. So here we are. She moved 
into ninth position from fifth position, Stevie Hillman. Slick by Design has now earned over 600000 They placed in round three, they were split third and fourth. In round six, they were sixth. Round seven, they were sixth. And round eight, they were fourth. And then for average money, they won $31,730. I think it was a Canada night that I, that I liked their run. Honestly, I probably got to watch like five runs of the NFR that I'm remembering. Each, I thought that they did yeah, good. They, night, they grew on each other as they went on, but like to yeah. just jump on a horse, like kudos to Stevie for that. Yes, each night she got way better. Um, yeah. And Ron Rawls was there, there to help her and coach her through. And you could tell that, you know, come round four or five and onward, that Stevie was truly trying to change her style to yes. fit the horse. And yes. They ended up winning money. And you know, it was Stevie Hillman's best NFR that she ever has had, you know. So, yeah. yeah you know, good for her for adaptability on, you know, one of the richest stallions that we ever get to see run, and his babies are already winning. So that was, that was great to see her grow with him and not let the pressure get to her. Absolutely. Do you think that this partnership is going to move forward into 2019, or is she going to get back on her other horses? I believe it was just for the NFR. Okay, good to know. That's how I took it on Facebook, yeah. It was, it was just because Stevie didn't have him out, and so High Point offered him to her. Okay. So I believe, because I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, don't anybody quote me or come kick my ass, but I'm pretty sure Ryan Padone is who is going to rodeo for them next year um, on oh. Field of Sting. Because Field of Sting won Tulsa. He's already won Tulsa Pro Rodeo. And he's by Dash of Fame out of Stingray, of course. But from what I've heard, she is who's going to rodeo. This could, <laughs> I could be making this up. Just don't quote me. Uh, but I think that's <laughs> the plan is to try to get Stinger to the finals or at least the winner rodeo. Yeah, she has Dash to Jones, too, who Tiani used to own. Very cool. That's exciting. I really like watching Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So watch for her next year. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Okay. So that's like one of my questions. We'll talk about that later on, but yep. yeah, that's exciting. Okay. Moving from second position in the world to eighth position is Nellie Miller, last year's world champ. She placed in round one. She was fourth. Round eight, she split six. And in round nine, she was second and third. And no average money won for her. Her and sister, what do you want to talk about? Very interesting finals. Not what yeah. I was expecting. You know, I, I pay attention to little details. The first two rounds, she had her back legs wrapped. Uh-huh. And then she took them off. And I don't know if that played. I don't know if there's something going on. But the mare just didn't look the same as last year. Yeah. You know, I don't know if she was sore or what, you know, or the ground this year just didn't suit her. And she made money. But you know, not a you know, not like last. But she has nothing to hang her head about. But it was it was just like it, it kind of like a Britney thing. Yeah, it was just very like I was not expecting that. I was expecting more. But this is sometimes the way it works. Absolutely, there's 15 of the best girls running like. As much as we want to see someone who's in second position still do really well, as she's last year's champion, we maybe we'll see her again. But it happens. Like it's such a tough bunch of girls. This is it's gonna happen sometime. Yep. Moving from sixth in the world to seventh in the world, Tacey Bettis. She didn't place in the first four rounds, and was it round five that that's when Tammy started leading her down the alley? Yes, yeah, and she started placing. And then boom, she places eleven thousand sixty-seven hundred eighty-eight hundred twenty-six thousand because she won round eight, and then in round nine she's uh, and then in round nine she split second and third, and no average money. One third last night. Is she in third last night? Yeah, she did. She did. See, I wrote my notes yep. before round 10. Oh, my gosh. 
But yeah, exactly. So <laughs> no, she's so at, as but soon she, as she Tammy. Yes, absolutely. So as soon as Tammy starts leading her down the alley, like, boom, placing, placing in every single round. That is so cool. Yeah, something was working. <laughs> yeah, unreal pair. I love watching the two of them. You know, she, you know, and that's who I said that I would run down the alleyway with now. He, you know, he just, he looked good this year, and she just, she figured it out after the first couple ones, and I loved the fist pump when she won, and there was my, my, friend who's her brother sent me a snapchat and you could hear her mom and she just said that's my baby, that's my baby. Yeah. She's, she's such a cool woman and when she was taking her victory victory lap she said that and i just instantly like cheers <laughs> you know because her mom's been her number one fan and support her whole life and so that was really neat and special to hear her say that about her daughter Oh, absolutely. Okay, moving from ninth position to sixth position is Ivan Conrado and J-Lo. They won round five, placed in round one, they were third, round three, they were sixth, round six, they were third, round eight, third, and round seven, third. I think her lucky number is three, and if she stayed in Vegas, because I think they pulled out pretty early, but if they did stay in Vegas, I would have went and bet some money on three. <laughs> yeah, they rolled out like after the round. I was <laughs> yeah. like, she's in a hurry to get home. Peace out, guys. Um, Gotta go to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she had a good title. Yes. She really did. I was shocked that J-Lo hit, but she said in her interview when she won that she was having trouble um, finding that spot on the first barrel. And each night, she, she I don't... Even the night she won it, she really didn't have a good first, uh-huh. and she really didn't find it all week. So I think that kind of screwed with her from winning more. Yeah. But the, the mare looked great, and the one round, she freaking hit first, I think, and just loped out a 6-2, and I was, and it would have, like, tied for third in the round, loping out, and I was like, jeez. But, you know, she's already number one in the world for next year with 19,001. I love Ivy. I just think she's really cool, and... J-Lo is, oh gosh, she always posts these pictures of J-Lo standing at the trailer looking like a model. That horse, I just love her look. So nice. She's gorgeous. Oh yes. Okay, so this is a big jump. She came in to the finals in 14th position and she ends up 5th in the world. Jessica Telford, she won round 4 in round 2. She placed 4th, 5th. Round 7, she was 2nd. In round 9, she was 6th. Let's talk about Jessica Telford. Like, that's a huge jump from 14th to 5th. That's wicked. And she did win some average money. She won 43153 Also, all the girls and every all the competitors, when they get to the finals, they get $10,000. So, when we were talking about totals before the podcast i was like oh i'm out ten thousand dollars on this that's that's what it is that i was out on she was one of the ones i did not know much about yeah and i love the mayor shoe fire the first two rounds yes um totally my style and super cool horse and then she got on cool lips who's by dash to say the first night she ran him he stubbed his toe ran to the wall and still ran an eight and i was like oh wow he's gonna be long and he runs that eight and i said Holy shit, that I was like, watch for this horse. And the next night she come in and win the round. And mm-hmm. I instantly um, felt like she was my spirit animal because when she <laughs> went to the... Well, another thing, that day her husband won like 30 grand at the U.S. Roping out there. That's so huge. So they had like a phenomenal day. And so they had cocktails after she won and everything. And she's up on stage getting her buckle and, you know, and they hadn't handed her a Pendleton yet. Because you win Pendleton when you win the go-round. And yeah. she's like, 
what is the Pendleton? And I was like, oh my, and she was a hoot. She was a hoot on stage, and um, I instantly fell in love. Um, but she had a great final, and she was very smart on switching her horses. Yeah. And she knew when to step off, you know, she used them wisely. I saw some people making comments about her on Cool Whip having really long reins. If you look at how that horse is built, that horse has a really long neck, and I bet you when he stretches out, he takes the reins right away from you. He's a giraffe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think you're going to have to have a little longer rein set up, and then obviously when he picks his head up to run, they're going to look longer in your hands. So if anyone has that yeah. question still, I think we addressed it. This one gets me really excited. Moving from 15th, in the world to fourth position in the world is Canada's own Carmen Pozzavon and Rip. I can't even. So round four, they play sixth, and then round eight, they were second. They win the average. She stayed on Rip all 10 rounds. You were kind of hesitant, like, oh, she might knock, she might knock. I was. Boom, boom, Blanche kept them up. And oh, God, I just, and, I get excited, and did guys. Not up. And she did not no. safety up. Hell no. Carmen don't need to safety up. She's a badass. Oh, I just love it. I was thoroughly impressed with her. Like, I thought that she'd go in there and, like, get some money, no doubt. Uh -huh. But, you know, when she was the only one with barrels up, I was like, wow. Because when you look at that mare and how she runs, like, uh -huh. you think she's going to hit something. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes she does. So, but not every time. Yeah. Like, it's a, you hold your breath. Yeah, props to her for doing that. And that's, that's awesome, you know. You know, to make it 10 runs and then being clean is just amazing. So, congrats to her. Last night she even placed, I think. Yeah. And she just went for it. She did place. You're right. Yeah, round eight she was third. And then also last night she was third again. You're right. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm missing the round her. 10 stats because I didn't. <laughs> update my spreadsheet <laughs> from 13th position this was another big jump 13th position and she finishes third in the world is amberly moore she placed in oh my gosh so many rounds so she won round three round one she was second round two she was second round four she was third round six she was fourth round eight she was third and then what happened in round 10 oh she would have been second yeah and then she won she won, won sixteen thousand five hundred in average money like Woo, that's a payday. So, like, she ended up with almost 250000 for the year. Like, congratulations, Amber and Paige. She stayed on Paige all 10 rounds. That mare loves that pen, and they just, they're so good. How about that one barrel save she made? Ugh, they're great. Yeah. They're great to watch. You know, she's never had a bad final. No. She has never had a bad final. And, you know, that mare just loves that pen. And, you know, almost didn't make the final. So, you know, it was great to see her there and get to run Paige. And she looked sound and good all week. And mm -hmm. Amber, Amber, I never met her. But she seems like a very nice, humble human being. You know, good for her. She, she always comes out there and performs and is always, you know, in contention for a world title. No matter where she comes in at. Because the first year she came in 15th. This year she came in 13th, right? Yeah. And then la I can't, last year was a little bit more middle of the pack. But still, she's always one to look for. I think it was her and Jessica Rotier. They placed in almost every round except for three. Oh, and, and Tacey as well. Okay, moving into second position in the world. From eighth position is Jessica Rotier. In round two, she was sixth. In round three, she was second. Round four, she was second. Round five, she was sixth. Round six, she was second. Round nine, she was fifth. And round ten, she would have been third, I think that is? Fourth. Third or fourth. 
Um, and then she also won average money. She won $54,576. That is huge. She also won the Jerry Ann Taylor uh, Award for Best Dressed. Shout out to Thunderbird Brand. As I mentioned in our last podcast, my friend Sydney dressed her. So she won an extra $5,000 for being the best dressed. That's awesome. What do you want to talk about with Jessica? I loved watching her run. Yes, she looked great all week, dress-wise. And then if she also looked good riding, I fell in love with that mare. She was, I mean, she was super tough. All the rookies showed up. I mean, yeah. all of them did and got, you know, a piece of the pie. And, you know, the two that I didn't know much about, you know, they won a lot, which it didn't surprise me. I just didn't know much, so yeah. I, you know, didn't know what to predict. But, you know, it's a great final, I'm sure. You know, last year... She didn't even get into the winter rodeos and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where she comes in next year because, you know, she's just getting started with that man. Heck yeah. All right. The next one didn't move because she's number one. She's number one coming in, number one going out. Haley Kinsel. So she goes in. She wins round one, round six, round seven, round nine. She placed in round three. She was split third, fourth. And in round five, she split second and third. Her total money won uh, in this season was 350699 She beats Lindsay Sears's record by $27,000, which is essentially one go-round. She brings out TJ last night and makes a pretty run. She didn't place, but it was still, there's, oh, she has nice horses. She's a hand. She's so great. The highlight for me is watching her mom every night. So even when she leads her down the alley, she stops and she looks at the TV and you can just see a smile on her face and she's so giddy. And then there's the one video shot you can see her where Haley's running down like the long alley part and her mom's doing a heel click behind her. That just, oh, my heart. Yes, I love that. Her, yeah, that's just awesome to see. It's great having a good support system out there with you. You know, it helps so much. And you know, Haley just had a fairy tale season, oh. and to come in there and win, you know, have a year of three hundred fifty thousand six hundred ninety-nine is just unbelievable. And to beat Lindsay's old record of three hundred twenty-three five seventy is just, you know, it's just awesome and. You know, for her to get on TJ last night was good because yeah. he had a huge, you know, he won rodeos too this year for yes. her. And, you know, he, he clocked a 13-9 and he, he was a little lucky, you know. Yeah. And so it would have been interesting to see if he would have had like two go-rounds and then see what he could have done because I think that he could have been competitive. But that just shows how who Haley, or Haley Kinsel is by giving her horse a night off and yes. getting her ready for storm shirts in Odessa, Denver, and San Antonio and stuff. And, you know, she said in her post that she's always trying to figure out ways to help sister's longevity. And I, yes. think, I think that speaks volumes of someone that just doesn't want to use up their horse. Absolutely. I love that she just said, sister doesn't owe me anything, so I'm going to bring out TJ tonight. Like that, I just, she's great. She's a great girl. Great for people to look up to and watch. I'm excited to see where and, her career goes. And between sister and Ziva, Tammy Fisher's mayor, gosh, she knows how much money they added to De Niro's earnings <laughs> after this week. Major you know, money. Because both those mayors can make it back, you know, or they're still going to be rodeoing next year. So, And there's going to be new De Niro's that'll be out there. So he's always just climbing the charts. So we're going to get into the questions now. We post on Facebook, Instagram, what people wanted to know from you. So one of the questions was your favorite stallions. I know you did post this on Instagram, but tell us who your favorite studs are. I love firewater foot studs, but I'm real picky about it. Mm -hmm. My favorite one was 
Chase and Firewater, uh-huh. which um, Brittany Posey's They Love a Chase Mare is by Chase and Firewater. Chase then also went to the NFR with Jill Moody. Didn't have a spectacular finals, and he actually uh, sustained his career-ending injury out there. To me, to me, he was the total package. When you watched him run in person, it was effortless for him. He was out of a bug of the live with 75 mare, and I have a baby by him, too. It's a four-year-old that I need to get on. Um, but super talented, but his mama was really nice, too. But Chasen was very nice. And there's actually a stud that's by Chasen out of Misty's Dash of Fame, which would be J-Lo's mother, that baby quarter horses will be standing, I believe, next year. So that'll be a nice... I mean, Firewater puts a little far back on that, but... Uh-huh. Because it's Chase, and I like that. Firewater Flint said would be Firewater on the Rock. He just he produced two NFR qualifiers, Samantha Wine and Pistoletta in 2013, I think. Uh-huh. And then Cassie Mallory made it on Firewater Make Me Happy last year. Yeah. Um, and of course, he went to the American himself. And she finished like 16th or 17th in the world one year on him to be at the finals. So he, and he's out of a Rona's Ryan Mare. And um, he's just produced so many babies and if you like big horses breed to him because you'll get a big motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh um, gosh and then other other you know and then um so it's like my fire water flip game when it comes to sunfrost finally this year to the public sunfrosted rocket who my friend Sierra chapman owns he's standing at dunn grant mark and ben, or matt and bendy dunn who own mulberry canyon moon have him now so he used to just do live cover breeding, but this year they're able to collect him and ship out. And um, he's by um, Sunfrost, which would be the same sire as De Niro. Yeah. And I believe he's out of a Rocket Wrangler mare. But he's had so many babies going now that Sierra has, and they're just so trainable, and you'll get some color, hopefully, which yeah. I like. Yeah. And they're just really nice colts that really kind of aren't out there. And then my third, like... There's so many styles out there. <laughs> I just I kind of have three, and okay. they're just my personal opinions. But the last one is Famous Bond. He's by Dash to Fame out of it. I can't remember his bottom side, but it's more cow. Okay. But he is Googling and or go to his Facebook page, and they have videos of him. And this sucker can, like... It's unreal. He can just, I mean, literally slingshot a barrel. Oh. And um, I just really like him. And I believe it's Nicole Lawrence who runs him and paternity him and raised him, trained him. And she's now on his babies. And she posted a video of a three-year-old by him. And it was like its first week. And she had it at a jackpot. And it loped through. And oh. it looked like it was ready to be entered. Oh. Um, so very trainable, very trainable cult by those studs. So, those are my three picks. Awesome. Who's your favorite NFR bloodline then? Brittany's mares. The, but the mares are out of the streak in six days. Yeah. Because she's produced so many winners already. Yeah. And Brittany, she, she had the Frenchman's guy that she made the hunt this year at the final. She has the Jason Firewater. She, this is what I like. Is the mare has been bred to so many different studs and she's produced every time. Yeah. And to me, that speaks volume. So, she has the Frenchman's guy the Chase and Firewater, the Dash to Fame, who are all NFR earners now. But she also, she had another one. I want to say Sticks and Stones, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> but she was nice, too. Then I believe she has a three-year-old Firewater on the rocks out of her. And then she either bred this year, coming, a Blazing Jetalina. And then she has four-year-old by her stud that she sold to Florida via Magnolia Runner uh-huh. and that mare. So she's literally bred the mare 
a different way each time, and the results have been winners. Mayor so, Power. Yes, Mark Mayor Power. So I like that line. I just, I love Dr. Nick Barr. Yeah. So Martha, Baby Flo, um, Nikki Brickhouse, all yeah. those Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Power again. Again, um, yeah. And Dr. Nick Barr ran at the NFR himself as you know, but I love Dr. Nick's bar horses. I've been fortunate to swing my leg over one. They're just cool. They're kind of different, but they're cool. So Dr. Nick bars, freaking six bay, foot bottom side. Those are just my favorite. <laughs> okay, well, since we're talking about mares, we saw 16 mares run down the alley this year at the NFR. 16! I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure that's the record. Because I tried to go back through some NFRs, and the most I could kind of figure up were like six, maybe seven. Also, Blaine, like four that's, to six, seven. that's huge that you're going to go through and look at all the girls and all the horses and who they would have run down <laughs> the alley. Guys, Blaine does his homework. This is why he knows so much. He doesn't, he doesn't just pull it out of thin air. It, it's not all willy-nilly. He knows his stuff because he does his homework. Well... And if I don't know, I'm not afraid to ask. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, 16 mares, that's freaking huge. Let's talk about, like, what made you the barrel racing buff that you are? So, like, what made you get into barrel racing? What made you so interested in all the bloodlines and the trainers and everything? Let's talk about Blaine. When I was little, I just, I had, I had briar horses out the wazoo. Uh (laughs) And, you know, I had the barn, the horses, the panels, the feeders, the hot walker, everything. So I was, you know, horse crazy. Started riding when I was like five or six. Uh-huh. And then and I rode with an English trainer. Me too. And, uh, so I trip. Yeah, I, I attribute that to good seat. Yeah. And then after that, I rode with people that rode cutting horses too. Yeah. I never, I never actually cut. I would, um, like, I would ride the flag and yeah. rode cattle, like, just out in the practice bin but I never actually entered a competition yep. so I have that background so yep. I think that really helps me and it also in my training I think about things a little differently I always think about how to get a horse more backed off and I like a lot of rate in a yeah, horse I don't, I don't like a lot of run yeah. so I get like 4A pleasure you know western pleasure yeah. stuff and then I actually got bucked off doing the barrels at like a 4H show <laughs> this would be in 2005 and didn't ride for two years after this and then finally one day same horse i got him up and i was like because i got bucked off doing barrels i was like i'm gonna make you into a barrel horse yeah and so i did i did i did not know anything i went fast i did not slow work and it was it wasn't a hot mess he was very forgiving but looking back i would run him on the grass and i'm like what are you doing yeah. Dumbass, no. <laughs> so I started, and then so I started barrel racing in 2008, fall of 2008, and I met some people who had this older horse. When I say old, I mean 23, yeah. 22 or 23. Okay. And you know, they told my mom. They said, "Give him this older horse." I think I bought him for 1500, which for that age is kind of like, "What are you doing?" But <laughs> he taught he taught me how to ride. Yeah, you know, and I got that feel. Um, by him, and a cool story, Ivy Hurst, who's made the American several times, uh-huh. her sister PJ Burgers made the final, she actually owned him at one point in time, cool. and that's how we, that's how we become friends. Oh, I love and, that. Um, yeah, and so he taught me, he taught me how to ride, so I got him kind of after I, like a, about two months after I started probably, and I rode him for a year, and then the following year, I bought this mare who did not have a good reputation. <laughs> I was just telling someone, I told someone um, yesterday, I was like, if I knew what I knew now, 
I would not have bought her. Um, <laughs> but it was probably one of the greatest decisions of my life. But I got her, and it, it literally kind of a little fairy tale ish. I mean, I know I didn't. Win, I know I haven't won a lot compared to a lot of people, but I really don't haul too much. But when I got her, she used to run up the fence. She would crash barrels. She never ran up the fence with me, and we just had a connection. And we went on. Like I won quite a bit on her, and so that was fall of '09, and I ran her. Um, through 2012, but I mean, I ran with horses like Famous Ed after he came off of his Josie World Championship. I ran with Flaming Firebug. I ran with, you know, just the great, you know, Mesa Levette and Junior Genuine Doc. I was placing with these horses, and it was, it was very surreal to kind of come from not knowing anything running in the 4D, yeah. and then a year later, I'm running with these people. Yeah. But it's also kind of like that not knowing because I was young and just going out there and, you know, I had this bond with this horse who people rode off. And yeah. unfortunately, in 2012, she sustained the same injury as Duke, actually. And I think that's Ugh. why it's so emotional for me to see Duke back. I don't know if she may have tore something deeper because I don't know how, I don't know if it was a deep digital flexor, but she tore that and was career ending. And so then, but that's who my babies are out of. And then since her in 2012, at the, like the last year running her, I started taking horses on, sold some really nice horses for some people and started training here and there. I never, I never really taken on a lot of horses this past year. I did. Yeah. I had like six at one time. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and, and my own and stuff. And so I, I lived my dream and everything. Um, and then I just straight up got burnout. And so I don't even train now. <laughs> and I haven't even been on a horse in two months. But it's just, my fire is still there. But yeah. I, I got burnout. But, you know, and that's so, we're 2018, so 10 years. So yeah. I feel for, I've accomplished quite a bit. I know a lot of people don't know me. They know me more for just commentating on Facebook. But, you know, if I never ran barrels again, I feel like I've proven myself enough to myself and I've accomplished a lot of things yeah. and ran with some of the nicest horses in the country. And I've been able to go and experience things that a lot of people haven't been able to, you know. There's a lot of people out there that would just like to run in the 2D. And, exactly. You know, I think that's one thing that we, yeah, yeah. And I think that's one thing that people, you know, forget is like how hard it is, you know. Winning the 2D, you're only a half second off, and there's plenty of girls this past week at the NFR that were half second off. Exactly. You know, we get so hard on ourselves about it. We really need we to do. check ourselves. Like, girl, a half second is like, can you, can you, what was it? Even for a tenth of a second, someone said you like put the timer on your phone and try to stop yes. and start it that fast, and you can't. Or I've seen pictures of racehorses yep. with their times being just that close, and you see how close they are on that picture. So we all need to stop getting so hard on ourselves about it. And that's another reason why I've, why I became so passionate about training. And I, I gave a lot of lessons and I've helped a lot of people because I, I, I see a lot and I can feel a lot on horse. And I'm so critical of time because that's what this is. And that's what fascinates me about this sport is how we have to take something that is already good, but we have to make it better because everyone's trying to get better. And yeah. that's why it's getting so tough. Yeah. And you literally, I mean, you have to find, you know, hundreds of a second yeah. to beat someone. And so, and that's why I like it. Is the, you have to be so fast, so precise. Yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, and then you can be 
like the one mare that runs all over a pattern and still places or like Mary Berger, she could run all yeah. over a pattern and still place. So like there's being precise and then there's just being fast as fuck. <laughs> I'm exactly. And you know, sometimes better just to be fast as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any 2019 predictions? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, Ivy Conrado, she has a good start. Uh-huh. A local girl, well, she's from Missouri, but I call her local because I run against her. Lucinda Rose, she's sitting second in the world already. She missed the final this year, I think, by 10,000. Oh, wow. Um, so if she kind of goes back out there and has, if she, if her horse stays healthy, I hope that we can see her make it. And then I hope that Kylie tries to go again. Yes. Um, I know that she paternities a lot and stuff, but I would really like to see that mare have another year of rodeo and come back to the finals because then <laughs> maybe we'll have the final one I was expecting the first time. Yeah. Oh, that mare is just so cool. Well, speaking of fraternities, and who's your favorite female fraternity trainer? It would either have to be Cassie Mowry or Jolene Montgomery. Uh-huh. I love Cassie. And they, they both have a little different style. I love Jolene. But I would, like, probably pick Cassie over her uh-huh. um, just because I feel like I could ride behind Cassie more. Yeah. Cassie is just, she's awesome. And, you know, she went to the finals last year. And uh-huh. um, I believe she's the number one leading fraternity rider of, like, the whole shebang. But she's just rode so many phenomenal horses. And she just makes it look so effortless. And she's so quiet. And I just really enjoy watching her ride. There's so many great ones out there. But let's touch on Facebook Jail. I probably should have asked this first, Blake. Oh, my gosh. But, um, oh my gosh. Facebook Jail. So, I'm back in it, you know. What, again? Okay, so wait. What round yeah. did you go into Facebook Jail, and then you came back out early for good behavior? I think it was round seven or six that okay. they threw me in. And so what did and they then, tell you? Like, yeah, I thought... You've, you've crossed the line, we're kicking you off Facebook for a bit, or what happens? Here's the deal. I think it's either CBS Sports or PRCA or something uh-huh. for recording on the deal. Yeah. And so you just get this message that says you violated something, blah, blah, for early. You can't like, comment, you know, you can't even receive anything on Messenger. Holy. So that's what you get. I thought it was for three days, but it was only three this time. And then, the, and then last night I posted the video of Kylie and Reddy, and I even said on there, I'm like, this is worth getting reported for. <laughs> because it's just so phenomenal. Um, so I got freaking kicked off this morning. But they didn't delete the video, which they usually do. Yeah. They'll take the content with them. But it's still up. So I'm kind of over here like, why did I get kicked off then? I don't get it because I see videos up all the time. People are constantly, pages are constantly doing live feeds and or live feeds of CBS or wherever they're at. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Blade. Maybe someone was reporting you to them. I don't know. They watched me like a hawk. What can I say? <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, my last question, Blade. Is there a man in your life? Oh, not 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 right now. Probably never be. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to come along, he can. But good luck. What What do you look for in a man? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> It's when I when it when it when it hits me, I'll know. <laughs> but they gotta be tall. They have to be. They gotta be tall. That is one requirement. You gotta be tall. Gotta be tall. Good with a horse. Good to look at. You gotta be. You gotta be tall and blonde and buy fire water sweat. Oh. <laughs> Well, Blade, I'm so glad that I got you on here. I wanted to do this last year, and then 
I think I chickened out, and then, so I'm glad that we did it this year. I think what we should do is um, check in, like, quarterly throughout the year, and I want to hear your take on, like, what's happening over the winter rodeos, and then when we get into, like, maybe after the fourth run, we'll talk then, and then we could do another two chats during the NFR next year, too. What do you think about that? I love that idea. That will that'll focus on the winter and the fourth, and that's yeah. when we kind of need Definitely need something in this industry to kind of go over that stuff, you know. So, so when these girls get to the NFR, it's not so much of a, who's who? oh, who's this rookie? Yeah. Right? Don't know who they are. So, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> but I'm glad that I can help you. I'm glad that I can help you. And thanks for having me on. And I just really appreciate it. Heck, yeah. Thank you for educating me and the masses because we love listening to you. Huge thanks to Blaine McDougall for joining us on the podcast to talk about all the rides from the 2018 WNFR in Vegas. Don't forget to follow him on Facebook and Instagram. That concludes this episode of Lipstick and Cowboy Boots.